Hosting for this podcast is generously provided by Transistor at Transistor.fm. You are listening to Storygram Podcast Network. That's right. Sometimes we got to try something else because we're on the long search for a business proposal. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Yes. I am Takeshi. With me, I have Santos. And today we are going to talk about business proposal, which is a Korean drama. And, you know, I, I realized within the last couple of years of doing, especially doing this show, that I'm always looking for a certain type of anime. And it's always kind of like either a slice of life, a little bit of a rom-com in a way, something along that line. And it's really hard to find as animes at times. It's like looking for kind of, it's like, you know, putting a square peg into a, uh, I, I don't even know what the thing is anymore. What about like a needle in a haystack? A need, it's like a needle in a haystack. <laughs> and, yes. And we have to look through all these crazy ass articles and they give us top fifties and then we disagree with it. <laughs> it's a process. And you know, it's not even just like, yes, there's a romantic. Yes. There's a slice of life, but they don't always have the right, Sometimes there's not enough comedy. Sometimes it's too romantic and silly or not interesting or, you know, like it's hard to get all the characters development right. Or the furthest I'll get is like they hold hands. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's about it. For me, it's yes, we're still always going to do anime, but it's just like like I'm always looking for those silly kind of rom-com kind of slice of life things. And finally... I think it was November. My mom's friend came over on Thanksgiving and she took over the TV and made my mom watch some Korean drama. And I think I ignored it at first, but then I figured, oh, I'll just watch some with my mom. And I think I started out with Hometown Cha-Cha-Cha. Oh, yeah, you did. That's where it started. And then I realized that the Korean dramas are almost like these slice of life animes that I like because everybody's very beautiful and they have all the silly music. It's kind of similar in some sense, but not in every way. But yeah, so when Business Proposal came out, I think it was the first Korean drama that I actually finished. (laughs) Or the other ones I always like watch about a good eight or something because I really want to fill it out and then I just stop at a certain point. 
I was wondering when you were like, oh, I'm starting to watch these Korean dramas. I was like, okay. So I read them as, they were me soap operas um, or telenovelas. So yeah. I'm like, oh, it's the Korean version of that. Which I don't know what you call, like if they have their own name for it, like telenovela or whatever. Um, I guess I thought it was going to be more dramatic, like a cheesy, like, soap opera some of them are <laughs> okay so, some of them are. so anyways i didn't watch when sketch was getting into those i was like okay <laughs> i was like we'll, we'll try one or whatever and then you introduced me a business proposal right and i didn't watch it and then he kept crying you should watch this <laughs> <laughs> it's really good <laughs> but you don't explain anything because she lets you go in without any expectations like you don't overhype it so then i'm like yeah uh i don't know i mean look at the name business proposal it doesn't even sound exciting <laughs> no it doesn't sound exciting anyway. uh, so funny so i didn't know what i was getting into when i started it right so yeah and this one's really cute before we go into anything though let me find this list i made hold on because it might be pretty funny where did I put it? I made this list of Korean drama tropes. <laughs> ah, that'll be good because I don't know them. I just, you know, I'm watching oh, only one. You'll, you'll I don't know. have a good perspective of <laughs> what they're maybe alluding to or making fun of or copying or whatever. All right. So here we go. All right. So I made this list when I was watching. I think it was business proposal. <laughs> it was one of them. Okay. So here's some commonality, the common themes that are in a lot of Korean slice of life dramas or whatever you want to call it. I want to see if there's like a nickname. Okay. For okay. Well, we can, we can do that too. Hold on here. I bet you, if we look at business proposal, we'll give you a genre. K-dramas. Well, yeah, K-drama or romantic comedy. But they don't call it, they just call them K-dramas when you're looking it up, like on Netflix and stuff. Right. Okay, so they just decide everything that is Korean, you just put a K in front of it, like K-pop, K-drama. Yeah, exactly. I guess <laughs> okay, so. That's I fair. still don't understand it, but... I just didn't know if they had their own name for it. All right, so here we go. K-drama tropes or commonalities in most of them that you'll see. One of the characters is always rich. One of the characters is always poor. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> the poor character either always works for the rich one or they live in their the same household. Okay. There is a family member or family that is a comic relief of the show. <laughs> you always need a good comic relief. Yeah. One of the main characters' parents had died or both. Mm. There's always a car accident. <laughs> there is also always a bathroom scene. Oh. <laughs> this is very, very common. And also, it's usually the female character. They have like a best buddy drinking buddy. <laughs> it's always a drink. There, there's like buddy. always like a like there's some type of like best buddy thing going on here. Uh -huh. And one thing also I always notice is that there is someone always with the last name of Park, and I don't know why. 
Is that just a super common Korean last name? I guess so. <laughs> it's fun to learn about other cultures through their TV, wondering how even on, like, I wonder how close it is even to like their, you know what I mean? Like it's right. obviously like fiction, but then you like pick up different cultural things. So it's like, oh, is that just a super common last name? Is it a popular rich person's last name? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's pretty funny just to say the least, because I notice it in almost Every single K-drama I've seen so far, I've watched about off and on 20-ish. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Trying to find the right one or whatever. I just don't know it. how I'm ever going to watch another one after watching this one. Well, you know, the worst part is, is once you watch one on Netflix, they start recommending you like oh my God, 10 billion more. And yes. you don't even have to like it. And they all just go, oh, you like this? You check this out. It's just, I have that's my feed. It's yep. all K-drama Yeah, now. it just happens. It, it, so I don't know what to do. You're going to have the thumbs down some or something i mean i don't, I don't know. know i don't know if i should start watching them like i just don't know like are they all like this one though because i liked business proposal are you should i let you tell us about like yeah yeah we'll, we'll go into the the details before i go into what i liked about it <laughs> yes yeah, so we'll go into the deets okay so it's called business proposal but it's literally called in, in korean the office blind date Mm-hmm. It is a rom-com. They're which, big on these blind dates. Is that something that's in other ones? Yeah, there is a couple okay. of those here and there, but it's they definitely have that kind of arranged date marriage kind of thing in okay. there. Like, if you don't marry this one person that's going to elevate our family, then you're mm-hmm. just trash. That okay. is a very common thing, too. <laughs> <laughs> so it was based on office blind date it was released february 28th of 2022 and then they released the last episode april 5th of 2022 so i actually got to see the last episode like right around that time too it is 12 episodes and it was written by let's gonna put this in here Ooh, this we usually have Japanese names. So we usually fun. yeah, we usually have Japanese names, so it's this is gonna be a little bit tougher. It's definitely different. Here we go. Hansori. Um Hansori. Hansori. Okay, so here's the American. Hansolhi. Hansolhi. Alright. So it was written by them. And here is the other person. Hongbohi. Hongbohi. And it was directed by Park Sin Ho. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, there's Park right there. Yeah, another Park. <laughs> Here we go. Park Sun Ho. Park Sun Ho. Park Sun Ho. <laughs> and they also did the music. Did I say it's 12 episodes? Yeah. Because it is. <laughs> <laughs> and it was produced by Cross Pictures and Kako Entertainment. And it was distributed over here on Netflix. And I think it started with the Squid Games, actually. That's really blew up over in America. And people could not shut the up about it. Did you watch it? No. Me neither. 
It looks scary. There's too much hype about it right now. And, and plus, right, everyone, isn't people being murdered or something? To me, it sounds like, God, there was this other one that wasn't based in Japan. Ah, I can't remember anymore. <laughs> I think Bart watched it. I'll ask him. But I think it was more creepy than cute and romantic. Yeah, right. So... So Squid Games kind of blew it up, but then Netflix was like, okay, we kind of, well, it probably started off with that one movie that like swept the Oscars like two years ago. Parasite. Parasite. That movie is crazy. Did you see that one? I saw about a good hour's worth of it and I could (laughs) tell where it was going. I was like, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. I'm not going to watch this anymore. (laughs) (laughs) People love that. I did not watch it. It looked too intense. Like, yeah, I'm weak when it comes to my TV watching. <laughs> Just like, I'm too... Yeah. I need something not so scary. Okay, so there is kind of two different sides of Korea, in a way. Not north and south. I mean, <laughs> but... But what I mean is, there is the far, like, kind of plasticky, like, really happy side of, like, you know, K-pop and all this other mm-hmm. stuff. And then there is this very dark upside that's almost like Shakespearean. And horror. Oh, my God. You made me watch that one movie. Old Boy? Yes. Oh, my God. So That's Korean, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That was the one that first started it all. I screamed through that movie. It was amazing. But it was, God damn, it was good. Stark. They have a lot of horror too. Yeah, yeah, they do. Right? You're right. They counterbalance. At yeah. least in the US, what we're consuming is their extremes, their extreme cute stuff and their extreme frightening stuff. <laughs> right. And sriracha. <laughs> exactly. Sriracha is made over here. But I mean, it's literally on everything now. That's true. Yeah, the old boy, I think it was, it was a part of this thing called the Dark Trilogy. And that was just one of them. Well, God damn, it's I kind of always had that in mind that like most of their stuff is just what's <laughs> <laughs> your impression of their art. You're like, uh, it's going to be messed up. <laughs> yeah. And to me, like Parasite didn't really uh, stray that far away from that old boy kind of a thing. And so I decided not to watch that, of course. So now we could go into old boy and uh, not old boy business proposal. <laughs> yes. Old boy did get remade, though, for our- here right yeah i think spike lee joint did it and i didn't watch i refuse to watch it because i don't think they're gonna be doing a lot of the no it's pretty messed up yeah it's a pretty so so anyway sorry business proposal (laughs) business proposal okay so it basically follows two main characters and they both have their friends with them their buddies and so it it follows somebody named kang tamo and he is the president or ceo i guess in america they call it ceo but in korea they call it a president of course once again Something that's different. And he is the president of GoFood. And I guess they make a bunch of like packaged products and it's like the top of all over the world. And they make like kimchi raviolis and all these different things. And so he finally takes over his grandfather's company. And right off the bat, he starts making changes to make it more efficient. So in the first episode, he gets rid of this guy that was pretty much just like mooching off of go food in general. And he just gets rid of him and he just starts making changes 
really quick. But his grandfather is still alive or still around. And he's like, well, it's my goal to have a grandson. And because your parents aren't around anymore and I just really need to see you have a grandchild before I die. More or less, he wants a grandson. Yeah. <laughs> and so he pretty much forces him. And he is like kind of faking the fact that he has like a, you know, he thought he was sick or whatever, just to convince him to go and like go on blind dates. And these blind dates, so they call it a blind date, but it's, it is blind, but not really. It's like arranged with very specific people. There was like, he had a vetted list of young women who were part of other wealthy business families. Yes. Once again, right? yeah. Pretty much to make a really good trophy wife for and make well, it look really good. it's not even a trophy wife. It's more just like merging f- rich families to make like an empire. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you're right. You're, you're yeah, right. Because those that. women were like half running their companies too or, you know, like very smarter. And so a side character, Jin Young-seo, her father is a part of Marin Beauty Company or Marin Group. Marine Group? Marine Group, yeah. Marine Group. And... He arranges this blind date with King Tamu and she does not want to go like she hates these arranged dates with a burning passion where she goes to the extent of instead of her going, she has her best friend do it. Shin Hari go instead. And they always make sure that Shin will the date so the person will never want to hang out with her ever again and just kind of cross it out they go out of the way to make the date just off yeah and then so there's like a rumor that yeah her name is young right young's yeah is like kind of crazy because of these crazy dates that are set up that her friend does for her so i thought it was funny that both kang Tamu and Young South were both against their arranged oh, dates. Yeah. Like they're the ones being set up together. They both hate the idea of it. <laughs> yeah, it's really uncomfortable. So she convinces her best friend to go, Shinri Hawi, who is the other main character. Well, real quick though. So Young is part of that big family of Marine Group. So she's also rich, but her friend is not rich. Her friend yeah. is not, it's like the poor character, as you said, right? And so part of the negotiation, <laughs> right, to like get her to do the date was she said she'd give her money. Oh, yeah. She right? give her, yeah, Didn't she, that's what did true. she need money for? She's I in debt some, always with like, her parents are always in debt. Yeah. I think that's what was going on. Okay. Yeah, so there's that. So Ms. Shin or Shinri Hari, she works for Go Food. She's a part of the development team. So she comes up with these creative, cool new products for the same exact company that King is president of. Yes, but nobody knows who the blind date is with. Well, Young doesn't know. She has no clue. The only thing she knows is like, it's a blind date. I don't want to deal with it. Yeah, Taemu knows he's going to meet young yeah totally. but she didn't know who she was yeah she didn't care to get the information <laughs> as always <laughs> young's 
wild. She's like a really fun character. She's a lot of fun. And so they made sure like the dresser up extremely trashy mm-hmm. or kind of Korean slutty in a way, like not professional looking in any way. She was kind of more dressed up to kind of look like a, to party. Yeah. Do you know in the Wikipedia, they say they call her a vixen. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, cause she's like a really proper girl in real life. So she's like this wild kind of clothes and lots of hair. Oh, they they put this wig on her. Makeup, lots of makeup. Lots of makeup and everything. So she goes through her routine that usually scares off most of these blind dates. She has names for her boobs. (laughs) She's talking really loud. And oh, yeah. So when she is very formal, this is a very common thing they do in Japan, too. But I guess they do it in Korea is they exchange business cards. Mm-hmm. And so when she looked at the business cards, she was like, oh, this is my boss. Right. And the reason why she didn't know him by face was because he didn't go to the opening like this is your new president. He's going to give a message or a speech. He didn't show up to that. So nobody <laughs> knew what he looked like. So that's how they cover, you know, right. So. And, <laughs> and so she goes through these steps of trying to scare him off or for him to think that maybe this girl's not right for me. And mm-hmm. the, so it was naming the boobs, talking really loud. And then she took off her jacket. And I guess when you're bearing skin, it's totally kind of like this big thing in a way. Yeah. Or showing your shoulders. Yeah, like because it was funny because she's like, oh, I'll show more skin. But it was just like her arms. Um, but I guess in that polite society, that's not what you do. So it must be more vulgar or something. And she was very forward about what she thought about men or whatever, like just things you wouldn't really talk about in a polite situation. She's like, I've slept with a lot of men (laughs) or something like that. She's like, I've had like three or four at the same time. No, it's more like that. She didn't, that she's just dating a bunch of people or something. So they're like, like, along that line, she's like, you know what? Why don't we just cut to the chase and just go to the hotel room or something like that. But it was only she was upping the ante because he wasn't phased by her. He thought it was great. Like he thought it's like he was amused by her weird personality. Her brashness, I guess is what you're calling. Yeah. Yeah. He was completely amused with her or he was like kind of busy texting or something. And, uh, He was like, okay, sure. Let's just cut to the chase. Let's go to this hotel room. I think he was calling her bluff, though. Yes. Like, she did a nervous thing, like, with her foot or something. And I feel like he saw that and was like, okay. And, like, kind of was calling her bluff. By the way, we should go over this with about uh, President King. We should also state that he hates liars and he hates people who deceive him. Or waste his time. Or waste his time. So he's very business oriented. He didn't even want to get married. He didn't want to go on dates. He doesn't want a family. Like he just wants to work. Yeah. And so this whole thing with his grandfather is very frustrating for him and he wants to get it over as soon as possible. <laughs> so he calls her bluff and proceeds on getting in a hotel room. 
But out of the blue, some other girl tries to call her out. Yeah, something about her outfit and her hair look like the same as like the girl that she thought her boyfriend was cheating on her with. So she came at her as if she was the cheater. Yes, it ended up her running away from this lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it left an impression on Kang to the extent where he's like, you know what? I kind of like her. She was really up front. She's pretty amusing. And she was honest. <laughs> and he said, Wait, I'm going to marry her. <laughs> yeah. Like he's like, I'm done. I'm going to marry her. Yeah, she's amusing. <laughs> 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 That's what I love about this. Backfire. A big backfired situation. And so, you know, a day later or that night, like everything kind of backfired because uh, Jin Young found out that President King wants to marry her. And she's like, oh, f-. she's like, you got to fix this because he wants to marry. Well, you now. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so. She sees him again and says that, like, she's like, we can't get married. Da, 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 da. You look like a, like, I, I, oh, what? It was what does she a. call him? I always say pterodactyl. It's not a pterodactyl. It's a different prehistoric bird. Yeah, yeah. An orangutan. The- ah, I can't remember what she called him. I wouldn't know how to pronounce it even if we saw it, I don't think. Um, but... Anyway, so she tries to cut it off. But the thing is, it's like there's this ongoing joke about how he looks like this one dinosaur, this flying dinosaur, which is hilarious. It's with oh. the pointy nose and everything. Okay, so I'm just going to cut to the chase. And eventually, Say Young has to like meet up with President Kang and tell Kang what really happened. And she's like, no, I'm actually Jin Young, CEO. That was just someone else I hired. I don't know who she is. And then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden he was like, well, how come you two have the same exact purse or something like that? (laughs) He doesn't like being with, so you know. (laughs) And he's like, I need to talk to this girl, (laughs) da-da-da-da-da. Because in between there, Kang went on a bunch of other dates and... The other ones were just really boring to mm-hmm. him. They all said the same thing. It was like yeah, over and over again. They weren't being themselves. They were trying to impress him. So they kept just saying the same thing. Right. It was like very scripted in a sense. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, well, I still kind of like this girl. I think she was at least fun to say the least. <laughs> Then he was mad about the whole thing and he wanted like some sort of revenge on her. Oh, so you found the word. It's you got to put it in. It's I said it's like Archaeopteryx. Here we go. Archaeopteryx. Uh, Archaeopteryx. Archaeopteryx. That's his name in her phone. (laughs) Like when he calls, that's the name that comes up and they always make a sound effect of like a bird screeching. Oh, yeah. It's so good. So Jin Young kind of preps her up again without her knowing. And then he's like, well, I got to go. Here's the wig. And uh, President King's going to be here in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> piss off or bye or whatever. Yeah. So King shows up and like is really irritated, like mad. Like you can see like steam almost like coming off of him. 
and he finds out how much she got paid to do the blind dates and everything. And he was like, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) So the real business proposal is that he hires her as a girlfriend to just shut the grandpa up. Yeah, exactly. So now she's in this literal contract with him a real contract and then if she breaks it she'll owe him a lot of money yeah like at least what five times as much or i don't know what the exchange rates are with their money but their money is kind of like you know where it's like a hundred thousand you're like what i don't know what that is yeah yeah i don't i don't don't, know the exchange it's not like dollars (laughs) i mean we could we could bring out the calculator but no we're already kind of explain a lot about this because I really like this series a lot. So Me that's why too. I, and that's so why it's I'm like to, so the business Yeah. Yeah. So then she's so meanwhile though, she works where he works and he doesn't know that she's an employee. Yeah. So she's still like hiding her identity from him as an employee <laughs> to her boss. But there's always these things where she has to meet up with him or do a meeting where he's in the same room or she accidentally does something and hits him in the face with a slipper <laughs> and then he chased after her and stuff like that. Yeah. It's always like these close calls of almost running into each other at work. <laughs> and when she's pretending to be his girlfriend, she does get along with him pretty well and his grandfather. Right. And so... I don't know if we should ruin much else, but so that's the like big premise of this is that the fact that like she has to figure out like a way to kind of hide her identity from President Kang. And then also the fact that like they're falling for each other. Are, are and they really falling for each other right? or are they not in who is going to fall for who first or like who really has feelings for the other person. And because the thing is, is, Oh yeah. And then she, Oh, I forgot. I have to do talk about this part too. Yeah. So one more thing about their names, because so president King Tamo finally goes, okay, so give me your real name. I need to know who you really are. Da, 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 da. And so she gives him a name of, she goes Shin. And then she sees the soap opera that plays everywhere in the, the popular soap opera and gives him that name instead of her real name, because she doesn't want him to know who she really is. Because she knows that, like, if he finds out who she is, there's going to be some problems. Yeah. So, but yeah, so that's the background thing that's really funny is that there's a soap opera mirroring her life in the background. And she chose the lead character's name as her fake name. (laughs) So it's always everywhere. And then... Also, just little things like she's her own person. She's works really hard. She helps her parents out at the fried chicken shop they own. And she has her own love thing crush on a local chef. That was her friend. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That one was kind of a weird one, too. So there's that kind of plot going along. And then the other one is her best friend. Right. And his best friend, King. Um, Taimu's best friend there's some stuff 
that develops. But I do want to just shout out his best friend who is kind of like his secretary. So he works for Go Foods as well. And at first I was like, who's this kind of just sergeant at arms who will do whatever Tamu says. He kind of like says jump and he says how high, but it turns out he's not like he's quiet at first and he's very like diligent, like loyal, but he does call his friend out a lot. So it's, it's fun to see their relationship because it's really subtle. That's Cha Sung Hu. Is it? What's his name? Cha Sung Hu. Yeah. He's great. He's a really fun supporting role in this, but he had more, like when I first thought, I thought he was just going to be obedient and kind of like a yes man, but he's not. And he's like really complex and interesting and funny. Right. Out of all of them, he might be the most interesting of the characters in a sense. He's pretty interesting. Yeah. They could totally have done like a series on just him alone. Yeah. What is it? The kind of comic reliefs are like the grandfather and then the Harry's parents. Yeah, definitely. They're really funny. Oh my God. Yeah, they're And really the coworkers. Hilarious. Oh my God. Her coworkers, her developer team, like they go out and they get so drunk. Yeah, they get really super drunk. And I think one of them is named Mr. Park. And Miss Yao, right? Yeah, Miss Yao and Mr. That's Parker. her boss. They're so they're really sweet and they're really fun characters as well. Like every character is so lovable. And it's silly. Like it's got like this tongue-in-cheek kind of thing. Like to me, it's a very much similar feel of like Jane the Virgin or Ugly Betty, where they're kind of like playing with the genre of a telenovela. That's what this feels like. Like it's very Definitely. much a K-drama, but I don't know, they kind of make fun of it at the same time. The funny thing about it, too, is like they have all these weird sounds in the background or they have these little like animations that they'll go over the actual character or little drawings Mm -hmm. or whatever. So it's kind of like an anime. Yeah, there is an anime feel to it. Even in the beginning, there is that anime intro for like 30 seconds. Yeah, so I loved that about it. What else? Everyone is beautiful. Oh, yeah. So it's like everyone's gorgeous. Their skin is perfect. Their makeup, everything about them. They're so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Everybody has like, the. oh yeah, there is a lot of plastic surgery that goes on with it in korea oh really oh yeah oh yeah and uh i don't know if you noticed because you only watched one but they have this whole entire like eyelid surgery going on to make their eyes look bigger i think or something oh so that they have more of that not like the yeah okay and so sometimes i notice that their eyes are darting off in a different direction. And I think it's because of that surgery. You think it affects their actual eyes? I think it does anyway, because yeah. I've seen so much. Well, they look so pretty. Everyone's oh yeah. So they're all, pretty they're all the, And their makeup is really pretty. well done. Even the guys, like yeah, they have wearing like nice all a lot of makeup, but it looks good. <laughs> yeah, definitely. What else I was going to say? There was, uh, not the music. Oh, okay. They dubbed it. I could only handle about four minutes before I turned it off because the voices are terrible. (laughs) Just watch it in original. Like just read the subtitles. I did. I did it. If I could do it, anyone can. It's worth it. It's a little bit of a bummer because there is a lot of visual stuff going on that I'm like, I gotta watch it again. And I thought watching it dubbed would be kind of fun, but it just takes away from their voices, especially since the main character, he speaks English. So I don't know why he didn't get to dub his own they oh, should have really? had him dub his own role. Right. That sucks. Did you notice when he went to New York, the people had very strange accents? Yeah. The Americans? Definitely. 
or or the way they were phrasing the words. It was weird. I was like, this is not American. <laughs> Americans. It was super funny. And they had nowhere near New York accent or anything. I thought that was really fun. Yeah. Well, it's probably because it was a Korean director yeah. directing. I know that, these, but I think it, it's yeah, funny. It's, like, it's fun to watch. Like, oh, this is what they think passes for an American. So. <laughs> yeah, definitely. The food looks good in the show. It always There's looks good. There's lots of eating delicious things um because she's like a food person and he's a food person so all their dates it's like the most beautiful food right right and then all the fried chicken it looks so good yeah all of it looks really good but i i love to me sometimes like watching an, an american series or anything like that there is something kind of missing because it's all already kind of been there or done that there's a lot less innocence in american dramas rom-coms or something like that where this mm-hmm. seems like i don't know there's still a little bit of magic here and there like it's very innocent the way they are falling in love and oh yeah another trope is the female will always fall and the guy will always catch her <laughs> that happened multiple times with different people though in this. <laughs> that always sometimes, happens right like sometimes the guy would fall yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a very you know that's a big thing in like victorian novels or whatever or something like where it's like the girl would fall and they did it on purpose so that the guy would catch them because you're not supposed to touch so it was like a way to get physical contact <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, there's another trope for it. <laughs> yeah. You're right about the innocence, though. I wonder if it's because it's a different culture, so we can accept that they are more polite and, like, reserved in some ways than, like, innocent and sweet, whereas in America, right. we're like, ah, no one's doing that. <laughs> right. I kind of like him. Uh. But a lot of the dramas here are pretty dark, pretty fast. Yeah, there is always, like, some f***ed up back end of, of like their lives or something yeah, like that, that they like find about find trauma. out about later and they have this angry ex that comes into the story or something yeah, along that line you're right, and exposes yeah. that person for being an awful person yeah this kept it it was not like that you weren't uncovering d- scary dark secrets or anything no it's just the one guy's scared of rain you just fall in love with them he seems perfect at first, but then he's not, which makes him even better. He struggles. And so that makes him a little more human. I also like the fact that like they realize they have feelings for each other or whatever. Not at the end of the series, much like other series or like American dramas or like animes. It's always like the last two episodes where everything <laughs> yeah. gets oh, it's just like smack dab in the middle. Yeah. And it's like, ah, this is kind of refreshing too. And that's very common in Korean Yeah, because then they're navigating other elements of what that means. Exactly. With the other people in their lives. Well, this is so well done. I don't particularly like how it ended. You don't? No. I I feel like there should have just been another season. No. Not like a year later. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's like a year later it could have been a whole season. It could be a whole another 12 episodes. Yeah, it could have. No, I agree with you, mm-hmm. but it's either 15 episodes or 12 episodes. Yeah. I know. Oh, they don't so. ever have a second season? No. <laughs> Wrap it up. That's just, fair. Maybe in the US we overdo the 
yeah. seasons and then it's like, there's nowhere to go. Stop making this show. <laughs> yeah, right. So that does happen That's a lot too. It happens a lot. All right. Well, I loved it. I probably will watch it again. Yeah, I've watched it twice. So uh. <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny. You laugh a lot in this yeah. series. It's very much a comedy in a lot of ways. It, it totally is a comedy, yeah. mm-hmm. but it's, it's so cute too. And the, the moments that are touching really does have that effect. It's just like, oh, yeah. isn't that cute? <laughs> and then we discovered this tea that they drink when they're sick where they put a raw egg in it and now we want it yeah <laughs> and we're looking up all the Korean stuff we're like we need this <laughs> yeah. I'm already like I eat so much kimchi right. I love it yeah I can't eat spicy stuff anymore so oh. I can't have that so some people can't do it after a while but it's it's just so much heartburn oh interesting it's why my like eye like swelled up Oh, okay. Okay. Too much spicy food? Yeah. Even cinnamon. All spices. Anyways, boring. Wow. <laughs> That's why I need to drink their medicinal teas with egg. <laughs> yeah, their their take on eggs. I mean, not eggs. Teas are completely different. Yeah, it looks cool. So it was really fun to, I don't know, just see it. And I, I just loved it so much. Yeah. And we'll see if we watch another one. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So we'll be right back in just a moment. Storygram Network. Hello. Welcome to One Media, One Media. I'm your host, Takeshi. And with me, I have Santos. And we take two pieces of media and we take a deep dive on them. Kind of. We just talk about it. Kind of. Hi, my name is Laura Lee. And this is It's Not About Food. So it's not about food, and it's not about weight. What is it about? It's the intersection of possibility, where what-ifs and why-nots collide. Some on the cutting edge, others on the cutting room floor. It's a place I like to call The Bleed. That's right. And we are back. And I'm going to start off right here where I think I'm not going to censor everything. So you have your warning. If you are going to be offended by swear words, then you should stop listening right here because there is some very explicit lyrics. And I don't think it would sound right if the music was censored or you won't be able to hear any of it. No, not not a, like maybe like a word or two. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we are going to talk about Megan the Stallion, or is it Meg the Stallion or Megan the Megan. Stallion? Yeah, Megan the Stallion. Good news. And let's start with a little bit about her. She was born as Megan Jovan Ruth Pete. She was born in February 15th of 1995. Oh, boy, I feel old. Old. (laughs) (laughs) Other names is Tina, Snow Meg, The Stallion, Hot Girl, Hot Girl Coach, or Hot Girl Meg. There we go. So the reason why she adopted the name Megan The Stallion is because she is 5'10", and with a thick body frame, or voluptuous, and people, I think, 
were calling her a stallion or something like that. So she just kind of took it and ran with it. <laughs> she also has a bachelor in science and health. She graduated in December 10th of 2021. The way she even started is she created these mixtapes once again, or a SoundCloud exclusive mixtape, which was called Rich Ratchet in 2016. (laughs) And it had, I think, like a stallion in it. And it has her like freestyling in it. Her influences, which I thought was pretty obvious, was Notorious B.I.G., Lil' Kim, Queen Latifah, and Three Six Mafia. And she also credits Q-Tip as a mentor. So, go team. So she started at 20, in 2016? Supposedly. I thought I, I saw something that talked about how she started freestyling in 2013, but... Okay, but that's when her, she first had a... Yeah. Okay. So Good News was released. This is her actual debut album. It was released in November 20th of 2020. It was recorded from 2019 to 2020. It is 49 minutes and 50 seconds, so 50 minutes. There is a couple singles here. The first one was Girls in the Hood, Don't Stop, Body, and Cry Baby. And it really did blow her up and then some, the San And the Savage remix is a single too, right? Or no? Uh, it's not a single. I don't see it. Oh. Oh, wait, wait, wait. 21 album also contains Savage. I guess so. Yeah. From Suga or Suga featuring Beyonce, which was another one of her idols. Because mm-hmm. they're both from Texas, right? Yeah, I should have mentioned that, but I forgot. I got you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fun fact, though, why we chose this album. (laughs) That's right. We chose Megan Thee Stallion because she's actually quite known in the anime world. (laughs) She loves anime a lot. So we're like, we should listen to one of her albums. (laughs) Yeah. So we're like, why not listen to the first album or something? And so we picked this one and there is some anime references here and there in it, but (laughs) it's not like the whole entire theme. She'll just say, I'm fucking like a super Saiyan or something along that line. Or I'm Astro Girl because I'm such a robotic blah, 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 you know? (laughs) So she does use a lot of anime references and okay. So let's just get into like the album in general, because I think it's actually a pretty good album. I was surprised that I liked it so much because it is kind of, uh, I'd put it in more of the mainstream kind of a thing, but she doesn't follow. Well, yeah, she follows some of those kind of like hip hop tropes, but it's not like so sugar coated that like it's unlistenable or something along that line. It's kind of the opposite. She's just trying to be as nasty and as offensive as she wants to be. And the cool thing is, is she actually uses a sample from Biggie. It's the Who Shot Ya? And that's the first track on there and I guess that's actually a diss track I think that was dissing her ex-boyfriend that she claimed shot her in the foot and there's a whole bunch of controversy about that shit too actually (laughs) 
I, I won't get into that because that's pretty silly to say the least. <laughs> but yeah, it was kind of like good to hear something because like, I didn't think there was going to be a hip hop album like this in this era of like, oh yeah, everything needs to be PC and everything. And I don't think they got the memo in the hip hop world about being PC ever. (laughs) But yeah, I like her voice because it's very her voice. Like it feels like it's actually hers. It's not being like so produced or auto-tuned or, you know, so she's got like this nice kind of like edge to her voice, like, or depth to it. Something about her rapping style I like. I think you called it old school. It does have kind of an old school vibe. It definitely reminds me of like, her flow reminds me of Biggie even before I even knew that like I recognized the sample in the first song but I I was like where is this from and then I looked it up and I was like oh that's right done. so then it seems like throughout the album there is some kind of acknowledgement of some type of old school hip hop song or something along that line mm-hmm. I think she's clever but it is pretty dirty. So if that's not your thing, you're not going to like it. I have to say, I don't know. I don't know if I could listen to it all the way through. Like I tend to skip songs or tracks. Like I like Megan the Stallion in my mixes, but I don't know if I could listen to like the whole album. <laughs> I like it. I think it's <laughs> actually <laughs> the funny thing is, is I don't like the features, the people who are singing or rapping with her. A lot of them are just kind of, lame oh like um the baby and city girls yeah i don't like them as much as two chains was on something yeah as two well. chains was on something too and i i personally don't like them as much i think her flows are like incredibly good but i think that was the the baby mm-hmm. where he's saying something it's like you know what i don't give a fuck about what he's saying <laughs> it's just so stupid <laughs> and so yeah and then Oh, and then the like Savage remix with Beyonce. I wonder why they didn't put her regular one on there too, but whatever. Yeah, I don't I don't know. But um so yeah, I, I like this album a lot. I thought it was actually I can imagine for women it's kind of empowering to hear this woman just like fucking rap to whatever she wants to rap about and shit and she's just being as nasty as like the guys are or were or whatnot to me it's pretty fucking cool yeah she's very strong like she's not she doesn't yeah. care <laughs> so it is gives that attitude it's like a great energy to it i like her a lot so like you said i just don't know if it's an album i can like listen to all the way through it gets a little i don't know something about it's repetitive to me but maybe well you can only hear uh hot girl shit so many times in the beginning and then she just raps about like just dick yeah it's a lot (laughs) 49 minutes of it (laughs) yeah yeah after a while you're like okay this is getting a little old but uh I, I mean, but I, I can't see her stray out of this. Maybe she does, but she... no, she's just very sexy. She's very savage. That's her. So now is she the one that has all the butt implants and everything? That I don't think butt so. Ba- bigger or is that the other? Um, uh, who doesn't there right now? Like, I know that's Iggy. That's like 
the Kardashians. Do you think it was Nicki Minaj? Oh, that's probably who it was. Is it all fake too? Oh yeah. That's so creepy. I know. What's going to happen when that blows up? They just keep adding more like solution to their bodies. Yeah. Just doesn't seem healthy. But do what you want to (laughs) do. Sure. uh, I do like a lot of this songs. I like some of the songs on here. Okay. So here's the samples that were credited. So shots fired. It's who shot you. Uh, that was notorious B.I.G. Circles, which contains holding you down by Jasmine Sullivan and also Dougie Fresh and MC Rick. Freaky Girls has Freak Like Me by Anita Howard. Work That samples Rodeo, which is performed by Juvenile and it samples also R. Kelly and, and Bump and Grind. <laughs> uh, Outside samples Something in the Heart by Michelle. And then uh, Girls in a Hood samples Boys in a Hood by Easy E. Mm-hmm. So I, knew I that like that track. Yeah. Like I said, I think most of the stuff on here sounds really good. Like, I'm surprised I liked it as much as I did. I'm surprised <laughs> you liked it as much as you do. I like it. I think it just, like I said, it'll go into like my mixes, like my playlists woven throughout versus like in a block of time (laughs) yeah it's great workout music (laughs) that's what i was listening to yeah maybe that makes sense (laughs) yeah it's like you know you're working out with a bunch of people and stuff and you're listening to this it's kind of like chuckling like yeah all right Right on. More power to you. So I'm just going to start off with Shots Fired. Yeah. Let's just pick like one or two songs and because it is a short album. I mean, I know it's 17 songs. Let's just pick one or two. Okay. Shots Fired to me is like because I love the Big E sample in there yes. and shit. So anyway. Imagine niggas lying by shooting the real bitch. Just a safe face for rapper niggas you chill with. Imagine me giving a fuck it was your fucking birthday. You and your feelings, I just thought it was another Thursday. Now imagine me cop blocking niggas on some dry shit. I don't want you on a bitch, believe you wouldn't have been invited. And if it wasn't for me, same week you'd have been invited. You walk the ends, not the talk. I guess that made my friend excited. Hmm. Now y'all in cahoots. Hmm. You a pussy bitch. You shot a 510 bitch with a 22. Alright, I better stop there because. The other thing is, is like the longest song on here is four minutes, but on average, each song is less than three minutes. Oh, so there's short songs. I, I love pretty a much, short song. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. I can just randomly pick another one in here too. Girls in the Hood. Okay, let's do Girls in the Hood. That one's pretty funny. Being good, I'm a bad bitch. I'm sick of motherfuckers trying to tell me how to live. Black holes hate under my pictures on the gram. Bitch, you better hope I never run across your man. Uh, in the mall with him, I'ma have a ball with him. Somebody call Rihanna, I'ma buy some drawers with him. He fucking with the staying cause he in the wild women. Put them legs on his head, now he love tall women. Uh, you'll never catch me calling me. Okay, we better stop there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but her flow is great. It's, it's amazing. Like, she is funny it's i think it's funny it's a little reverent yeah i didn't know she was gonna be so talented <laughs> tell you the truth what was one of her early singles that came out 2016 ish i mean sugar which was 2020 
That was her first EP, I think. No Fever. I've always liked her. Whatever songs are on the radio that would come on, I always liked. Yeah, so there's Hot to Make and Tina Snow, which is her other character, I guess. But yeah, and this definitely has like those what they would call trap beats, you know, mm-hmm. but it's kind of funny to think because there's two, there, I mean, there's different variations of trap, definitely, but there is like the hip hop version of trap where they have like the MC, so they can't have as much crazy stuff in the background or whatnot. And then there is this whole entire like bass music side or electronic music side of trap. And they're very similar, but it's definitely different in the aspect of like how it's being produced and like the different types of sounds that they're using and stuff. Yes, it always does have the 808 kick and the 808, you know, claps and the the triplet style kind of hi hats in there. But that's about it. Everything else is quite different, but similar. so yeah me being surprised uh yeah i like like i said surprised that i liked it as much as i did i'm gonna probably listen to it more (laughs) anyway um we could probably wrap this up right or yeah yeah. i say if you're into hip-hop you want to hear some i don't know give it a try i say give it a try i like her I think it's pretty refreshing to hear it, actually. Yeah. If you watch her videos, they are dirty. She's a very good dancer. Yeah. She's also known for uh, that other single, WAP. Yes. And known for that yeah, as well. Yeah. That is a very popular Party single. B. But then um, it was Big Old Freak that was from, I think, 2019 that I was first familiar with her. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. definitely so check it out if you want definitely check out business proposal especially if you're into that type of genre and check out to make the stallion (laughs) (laughs) anyway you can find me at all social medias under glitch unicorn and i also now have a fiverr where i edit podcasts and stuff so you can find that under extra man x-t-r-a-m-a-n and I'll just give you a shout out that you're fantastic. So you should <laughs> work with Sketchy if you can, that you're getting a deal if you're going to Fiverr. And then you can find me on Instagram or Duolingo That's <laughs> or right. Spotify as Sister Santos. All right. Well, we'll see you all next time. <laughs> <laughs>